Everybody loves everybody loves everybody loves to booty loves to booty loves to booty Damn Okay so Dr. Alna's away she's where did she say she was going to Mozambique Zim- Zimbabwe Zimbabwe yeah. So she's got um Someone sending in for her who she described. I'm going to tell you how she described you. She said, he's so handsome. Yeah. He's got big muscles and he's going to deliver your baby. <laughs> and I'm not even pregnant. And like, here he is. <laughs> here he is, Dr. Andre van, de, van Vesterhuizen. <laughs> you still got it wrong. Again. Guys, so they had this van whole lecture with me. Van Vesterhuizen. How to pronounce your surname. Van Vesterhuizen. I'm saying well, it right. I think you did no. pretty well. Van Vesterhuizen. Van Vesterhuizen. Van der Vesterhuizen. Van der Vesterhuizen. That's one. Wonderful, perfect. <laughs> <laughs> He's just being polite. You said it wrong three times. I think like four times in a row. I can't with you guys. I cannot. So, Dr. Andre, it's good to have you here. <laughs> Thanks, sorry, Thank you sorry, for you, you have to yeah, witness this domestic violence <laughs> that I endure every day. <laughs> Dr. Andre van der Vesterhuizen. <laughs> still not right. It's still wrong. <laughs> that one was right. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Just okay, leave me alone. Okay. Anyway, we speak in gynecology today. Okay. Um, so you are a gynecologist. And I mean, we've had lots of questions with Dr. Alna's in. And she's like, I can't really answer because I'm not a gyne. Um, so I guess all the ladies or even the gents that are listening who have questions um, uh, for Dr. Andre, please uh, call us 089-11-00505. But uh, I think the first one, most importantly, when should a girl first see a gynecologist? Well... I definitely think as soon as possible. I mean, not at school, but if there's anything that bugs her, definitely not a bad idea. Um, but the first visit should preferably be before you become sexually active. Um, I think that's a very good idea. Um, you know, to consult. There's a few th- issues that needs to be discussed, contraception, all those type of things. Mm-hmm. You know, and you never know what kind of health education they got at school or from their parents, whatever. So, you know, there's lots of issues that could be a taboo in their household like HIV mm. you know, all those type of things which we need I mean women are quite empowered these days but yet still I think it's important to discuss these things with a professional before you actually go out and, and do what you need to do that's actually I mean I know I've known for all of my life that the only time you see a guy is once you start having sex yeah yeah no, I would definitely, I would definitely say that and that, that age is kind of decreasing I mean like you know People are having sex sooner in their lives mm, these days. You know, mm. there's no that that thing is kind of taboo of getting married at 28 and only losing your virginity then. Yeah. So um, times changed. And know? also, it, it's I, I imagine a daunting task to go and see a gynae for the very first time. I think time. it is quite mm. scary. You know, I think it's very scary and it's quite intimidating. Mm. Um, and uh, but uh, um, in my practice, I try and make it very relaxed and very chill. And I think my patients can, you know, confess to that. Yeah. That I really try and I mean, as pleasurable as it can be uh-huh. seeing the gynae, but I really try and make it a very, very chilled consultation so that it's not intimidating for them to come. And then choosing a gynae for the first time. I mean, how do you choose a male gynae or a female oh, gynae? I knew you were going to ask me that. have to ask me that. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I think it's it's personal preference. I always say to my patients, and it is my, my favorite line, it's literally choosing a hairdresser. It's the same yeah. thing. You choose your gynae these days according to the color, the sex, mm. the the age, whatever you like. You know, if you don't like his company or her company, you're going to find someone else. So that's why it's so important to understand your patients mm. so well. Um, and you, you get to you get to know your patient quite intimately. And, and that's the important thing is to have respect for that. And patients talk, you know. Yes. I, the majority of my patients have heard from 
you know, we're not allowed to advertise at all. But I mean, m- word you're of not mouth. allowed to advertise. No, not at all, not at all. Why so is that? you would normally get. Oh, it's just part of the. Uh, you know, the professional council oh, guidelines. Wow. So it's, it's got to do with ethics and that type of thing. But anyway, the the argument here is, you know, a patient will come and consult and she might feel comfortable. She'll tell her friend, listen, try that, try mm. that. You know, they all chat at parties, you know, yes, <laughs> about Ghanis, clearly. Yeah. <laughs> it's the number one thing we talk about <laughs> at parties. <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so there's a, quite a couple of myths that we'd like uh, to bust. We'll get into that as well. But okay. we'll take this as, uh, I don't know, a free consultation with a gynecologist. Nowhere else are you going to get this. So give us a Call 089-11-00505 if you've got questions for him or tweet us as well at the Tabuti Show. Alternatively, uh, 0825505151. Just drop us a WhatsApp and we'll try to answer as many as we can. It's sort of lazy, Ross Jack, losing my love. We hang out with Dr. Andre van der and he is a gynecologist. If you've got any questions for him, give us a call. 089-11-00505. Every single Thursday, we have a sexual, well, sex talk and sex health. And if you do have young ones listening, you might want to keep them out of earshot. Okay, so there's a couple of myths that we'd like to bust. Um, very quickly, let's start with the first one. Are painful or heavy periods normal? It's a difficult answer to, you know, a question to answer. I, I do think painful periods are not normal, mm-hmm. and you should definitely seek professional advice if that's the case. Um, but you know, pain is a subjective thing, so True. maybe it's, you know, it's not, it's. I don't think so. I don't I really don't think so. Talk about it. Speak to your gynae about it, and he'll be a, or she will be able to tell you. You know what you if you what whatever you're experiencing if it's normal. Another one: women don't need to use condoms after menopause. Um, I think for HIV, yes, you mm-hmm. have to. Okay, but to if if your primary purpose is contraception, definitely not. It must I mean, be so yeah. nice. Another one. <laughs> Someone's looking forward to menopause. Like, yeah. Well, that's one good side of menopause. Yeah. And everyone always speaks about how horrible yeah, it is. Yeah, I got to look for the pros. Like, another one. Uh, I don't have to go because I'm not old enough yet. Go to the guiding. Yes, yeah. we've already busted that one. Yeah, I think we kind of answered that. Uh, another one. I don't have to go because I'm not sexually active. Again, we've answered that one. I think there's a lot of things, you know, that need, there's other things you need. I mean, if you're not sexually active up to the age of 45, you're at risk of other things. Yeah. So you can't wait for you to have sex before you go. And I mean, God forbid, I hope you're having sex before <laughs> 45. But, um, you know, there's other things that we, we do a lot. I mean, we don't just look after contraception, yes. preventing pregnancies. Absolutely. Another one, if I had a problem or an SCD, I'd know by now. I think you would have noticed, yeah. Okay, yeah. so I think you would either present with a discharge or itchiness or whatever. You know, you will have symptoms. I mean, STDs. Uh, I, I, I don't want to say. Let's make it quite a broad answer. I think in the majority of cases, you'll have symptoms. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've got somebody on the line who's got a question. Sure. Uh, Tula. Hi. Go for it. Um. Hi, Doctor Van der Veen. How are you? Call me Doctor Andre, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, thanks. I just wanted to know. Um. Vaginal wash 
um, the gynecologists, the femogenes, the wet wipes. I mean, we're told by professionals not to use them, but why are they there? Is it mm. like what are what are the guidelines? With Shame, there's people like who need to make money out there. Hey? But why are they sold? I mean, <laughs> it's not, who's who's approving I, it? I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to get involved in a conversation about <laughs> who's approving what. <laughs> but I promise you, your vagina will look after itself. Okay, it's a highly forgiving organ. Okay, and it does look after itself. You don't interfere with it. It um it knows what to do. Okay, and it most okay. if you have an issue, you know, talk to to your guy. I mean, you can talk to me about it. I have a few products which I recommend, which I can't mention now, which mm-hmm. I would re- recommend in my rooms. Um, mm. But that's when you have a problem. You know, I wouldn't say to you, don't use soap, don't douche, don't just leave it alone. I promise you, it, it, a vaginal hygiene, the vagina looks after itself. As I soon as you so. put something you. in there, you know, you're going to have issues. You're messing with the pH uh, You're messing balance. with the, ex- yeah, Exactly, true. exactly. All right, Tula, thanks for the call. Um, okay, another one. I asked you this off air. How often do patients come see a gynae with their parents? Quite often, actually. No I mean, way. Um, really? You know, for different reasons. I mean, I have a lot of pregnant patients who come with their parents. I mean, just to show them the baby, and that's, that's lacquer, you know. Then you have minors and and I understand that you know but it can get quite uncomfortable when you're dealing with a sensitive issue like a teenage pregnancy or something like that and you know and the parents are involved and they don't really want the they need this solved or they need advice and you and you don't really want to ask embarrassing questions and questions that will get them into trouble with their family Mm -hmm. members so it, it can be a problem. Okay, a question coming through via Twitter. Nadia is saying, going to my first gynae appointment tomorrow, I suffer from erratic periods and heavy facial hair. What should I expect? Well, there's a lot of things. I mean, firstly, there's a lot of questions that needs to be asked regarding your periods and, and this facial hair that you're talking and describing. You know, there's a lots of during the examination you know you can expect that your doctor well if he doesn't or she doesn't do that, you need to find a new gynae. But, you know, have mm. a look at any other abnormal hair patterns on yeah. your body or start asking your question looking for things like acne all those type of things and definitely there's a few tests that has to be done um you know and then of course solving the problem there's lots of solutions um and these things it depends on your age all of that but let your doctor discuss it with you and there's definitely ways of treating this and first finding out what the problem is I want to find out from a gynae's point of view, is it better, do you guys prefer when uh, the lady comes in by herself? I mean, I remember going for the first time with my wife and it That's was like, the case. And, uh, but even if we're not married or we are like we're, we're boyfriend and girlfriend and she's decided now she wants to go to a gynae, do you guys prefer to just be alone in the room one-on-one with uh, the woman or does it not really matter to you guys whether they're coming I, with their partner? I think times change, you know, I, I, the majority of my patients come with their partner and I and, prefer it. And you mentioned that a lot of the times it's the guys who are calling for the partner. Absolutely. And I mean, I actually get along with them very well. So yeah. I normally get phone calls from them and not yes. from the patient <laughs> herself. But um, what is what is quite nice is it's it's when you look at sex, I mean, there's two, it takes two, you know. So mm. it's not just the female. And the majority of cases, I mean, in the old days, they used to believe that the woman is always the problem. Mm. You know, when nobody, when the couple doesn't fall pregnant, the, the, the woman had fault. the issue. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. And you'll be surprised how often in my practice I, know, I recognize the problem is more with the man, you know. Wow. So, um, and that that's not just got to do about it when we talk infertility. There's a lot of things, you know. So, it takes to, and the majority of these things are sex-related and all of that, you know. And it's important sometimes to um, to get, to educate both, you mm. know. You get quite often where a male partner is putting pressure on a female mm. to have sex and it's painful, whatever the, comp- the complaint is. Yeah. You know, to talk to her alone 
you know, you, you will be approaching, but she might be too scared to go and yeah. tell him or he's going to Whereas intimidate Whereas you kind of be the so, bridge. Uh, the doctor said, yeah. you know. Yeah, yeah. So you um, recommend to come as a couple? I uh, Depending on the patient itself. But yes, I mean, I, I see no problem with coming as a as a couple. Okay, we'll answer more of your questions with Dr. Andre. 089-11-0505 or 0825505151. It's Karmatronics on 5FM. It's called Would You? It's Comatronics and Shasha. Would you? We've got uh, Dr. Andre in the building. We're speaking uh, female sexual health. He's a gynecologist. If you've got questions for him, hit us up. Okay, I'm going to quickly jump straight to a caller because we had her hanging for a while okay ben's trying to get her back on the line but let's speak about something that i think affects a lot of women uh discharge yep uh, a lot of people panic when they see it they think is this normal should i be having it at all Sh- what if it smells should it smell uh is there regular discharge and irregular discharge i think we're all just kind of confused by it i don't i've never heard of describing a discharge as regular or irregular i mean i i haven't even gotten that from a patient mm-hmm. and i haven't been clearly i haven't been taught as a discharge could be regular or irregular i think regular just means that it's there often i would assume an irregular comes and goes sporadically when we, when isn't we, it when we what we're saying basically is when is it not normal i i think i need to answer this Let's rather say, if you have a discharge that you're worried about, rather ask your gynae about it. Uh, I, I perform swabs on my patients, okay, where I do a vaginal swab, if there's a discharge that bugs them. Mm. Now, remember, clear discharge mid-cycle could, is normally when you ovulate. That's normal, okay? But I, if I get a patient who complains about a discharge, clearly it is not normal to her. All right. So if you're worried about it, then I would definitely check it out. I do a swab, and it doesn't mean that you have an infection which you've picked up an STD. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's the, remember your vagina is colonized with flora, which is microorganisms. Okay. Mm-hmm. And when you have a, a shift in that flora, okay, some of it which is normal in the vagina just have a bit of an overgrow. And and we just need to restore the normal flora of the vagina. And you don't necessarily need antibiotics to do that. Yeah. You know, I, I use a few natural products as well to achieve that. So it depends. Um, so but I would say a yellow or green, any funny color, any funny smell is mm. not definitely not normal. So I'm saying a lot of women would assume that that kind of thing is just something that happens in your panties. So if I put it in a different way, when you at the end of the evening take off your underwear as a female, Should there be what's nothing? that supposed to look like? What's it supposed to feel like? You're saying it should be dry. There should be no discharge unless it's the middle of the month. Well, if it's clear, I wouldn't be too concerned. But yeah. if it has a color, I would definitely check it out. So, okay. I mean, instead of necessarily going to a guy and you say there's a couple of natural products, would it not then be easier for us to know about these natural products? That way, when we're like, hmm, this looks a bit weird, we're able to just... <laughs> Well, yes, yes, over absolutely. the counter. I can't say it on yeah, air, yeah, but yeah. I mean, okay. yes, there is such yogurt. products. And <laughs> that's <laughs> what my mother would have said. Live cultures, um, yeah. But, Pineapples. <laughs> Pineapple. Yeah. But, yeah. but I just think we should, um, you know, as I said, a vagina looks after itself. Mm. Okay, and that's very important. As soon as you start dishing f- stuff prophylactically into your vagina, you're going to mess it up. Yeah. And this is like the previous caller said, you know, asking about those products. Normally, I see in my patients complaining of chronic vaginal discharges that they somehow use some funny soap or something that they bought at Dischem or wherever, mm. clicks or a pharmacy, uh, that's causing this because they're fiddling with the normal flora, mm. which shouldn't be the case. You sh- it looks after itself. Okay, let's speak to Naledi. 
Uh, hi, Dr. Andre. How's it? How are you? I'm fine, thank you. Um, I'd like to know, if you have a marina um, put yes. in and that stopped your period completely, yes. how do you know that you're pregnant if you have fallen pregnant? Um, if it's just Why do you, you want to be pregnant? <laughs> No, no, no. <laughs> okay, listen, I mean, it's difficult, okay, because I see it quite often in my practice where, uh, you know, it sounds, the whole idea of not having your period sounds amazing. And then my patients mm. get quite paranoid and they worried because that bleed kind of reassured them every month that they're not pregnant. Or okay? that they're normal. So I kind of want to say this to you. The Mirena is a highly effective form of contraception, okay? And I want to rest you assured that, that uh, I want you to be rest assured that the chances of you falling pregnant, it's possible. I mean, nothing is 100% um, effective, but the chance of you falling pregnant, highly unlikely. I think the probably closest you'll get to knowing is like, you know, the minor complaints of pregnancy, as we call them, you know, breast tenderness and all those type of things. But I, I don't want you to even worry about it. Okay. All right. Thank you, Doctor. Thanks, lady. Okay, quite a couple of questions <laughs> coming through, but we have to play ads. Uh, we'll take more of your questions after these. It's Chambers with Love Spell. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, we're back now. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see the little red light. We hang out uh, with Dr. Andre. He's answering all your gyneco- gynecological questions. Can we call them that? Yeah, yes. Sure. Sex so you, questions. Oh, sex uh, questions. Sexual them them health that. questions. If you've got questions for him, 89 Let's start with one from WhatsApp. I'm 25, never been to a gynae, and I've been having ongoing vaginal itch since 2014. Ah, um, it's time to see a gynae. Wait, 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 guys, it continues. <laughs> since 2014, when I was not sexually active. And even when I use a condom now, it comes back now and again. Um, after going to the clinic, getting creams and meds, I'm not sure what to do. Sheesh. No, I think you definitely need to consult, hey, and make that your primary complaint. Make people guys quite aware i mean you need to have checked out i mean i'm sure there's a discharge or something causing it Mm -hmm. she could have an allergy to latex but the fact that she's had it before she became sexually active Mm -hmm. and used condoms you know i um i think she needs a professional to look at that okay let's speak to anonymous anonymous hi hello hi hello doctor how's it Um, i would just like to know i'm well in you very well thank you um, I had cervical cancer when I was 37. I'm now 43. It's been six years. And I'd just like to know, um, it's still very sore when I have intercourse. Will it ever get better? Gosh, it's a difficult question to answer because I'm not your doctor and I'm not too sure what was done. But um, probably, uh, you know, it's been six years, probably not. It might get, you might get, you know, know, maybe, uh, you know, did you have an oncologist treating you or who treated you? You don't need to give names. I um, just yes, want to know, yes, was it an oncologist? I, um, yes, yes. I'm meaning a, a, a oncologist gyne- and a gynecologist, but I'm always too shy to ask about the sexual okay. so now, of is the, it? Now, one thing of, I want you to please that. do, okay? It's been six years and clearly you're not enjoying sex, okay? It's too painful. So this is an important thing. And don't be shy. You have to ask him and mention that to him. Um, the reason for that is he needs to establish, or he or she needs to establish why it's so painful. You know, it could be, I mean, it depends if you had radiation, 
I don't know any of your history and I'm not going to ask you on air, but it, yes, it needs yes, to be discussed yes. because something, you know, the majority of my cases that I've seen, and I don't see many in private, but in the public sector, that was not a massive complaint that we saw. So so I, I would suggest you asking him or her, okay, definitely talking about it and find out what is causing it. You know, there could be adhesions, there could be a lot of things going on there that, that might be causing it and something simple that could be solved, you know. It's important that you know, enjoy okay. sex. Yeah. All right, Anonymous, hopefully that answered your question. Um, one coming through via WhatsApp saying, I'd like to find out around what age our bodies are fully ready to have and carry a baby. Do you want me to answer? Yeah. Uh, okay, I thought, she, I, I thought we were waiting for her. Um, okay, I when when you are ready okay it, in my i have this view that you know it doesn't it doesn't matter when you are ready your body you need to be ready to have a child mm. okay there's lots more to it in in today's day and age um, about having a child you know there's financial means to consider there's your work there's your career there's so many things so I normally tell my patients when you are ready I don't want to put pressure on anyone and say listen you have to have your babies by 25 those days are done mm. I mean a lot of my patients fall pregnant much older these days and have their first in their 30s or whatever and it's normal it's okay you know when you are ready that's when you have a child okay another one asking about togophobia which is the fear of pregnancy asking how does one get around that. Why are you scared of pregnancy? I'm not sure. You know, the best is probably to address what is the exact fear you have. I mean, mm-hmm. something must be making you scared of being pregnant. Mm. So and it's that's usually the like so the giving birth element of it all, right? Well, Pain. You know, mm. I think uh, you just need to be informed. So I normally ask my patients, what are you scared of? And tell me exactly what you're scared of and let's find a way of addressing those issues. And and I don't know if where you get your information from, but Google is the worst place to go and get information <laughs> from you know dr google doesn't know anything it's written by people who've had bad experiences mm. probably so ask someone who can give you informative advice on and the real answer you okay know? very quickly just around uh pregnancy and sure. birth when a pregnant woman say you you've decided this is this is my gynae this is my hospital people are always confused as to whether you pay the hospital fee then you have a gynae fee how does that work and when I, I, I remember one woman telling me there was an instance where the gynae felt like they didn't need to come through and then the somebody else gave birth or you know helped with the birth of her baby how does that actually work the whole process okay so it, it depends where you deliver mm-hmm. alright so we have two hospital systems I can call them private and public yeah. okay mm-hmm. and unfortunately in public sector you can't choose your doctor all right, there's a lot of midwives assisting, the, the system is quite loaded. So, you know, there's a lot of people involved. All right, so that's a different setup. All right, let's talk a little bit more about private because I think that's kind of where you were going. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, depending on how you deliver, but you will get a bill from each, every component of the of the system. So it might be the hospital. Normally there's three, you know, there's the hospital, oh. the gynecologist and the anesthetist. Yeah. So that's sure. that, from a billing perspective, you know, if you have no medical aid, it becomes an issue. Mm. You know, private healthcare is becoming very expensive. And I don't know who of you watched Carte Blanche on Sunday, but with Sunday, the insurance but and uh, all of that. How many of them know. are falling out now because of the insurance? Insurance is an issue. So costs are going up. You know, it's becoming a very expensive thing uh, to do. Very quickly, also, um, I know some women ask themselves if they should have, like, say you decide you don't want medical aid or there's certain medical aid that cover pregnant women and you choose the option that doesn't yeah. cover pregnant women because you're not pregnant at the time. Okay. Do you have to then get that cover before you fall pregnant? 
I don't know anything. I'm not a. I'm a doctor. I'm yeah. a gynecologist. I'm so not a, you, a broker, sure. okay. so I can't answer. But okay. but best you phone your broker and tell him. You know, you're planning on on getting pregnant, and what can you do? Because the last thing you want to be is in a situation where you get a bill for thousands of rands mm. and you thought you were covered. Mm. Um, it's a problem. I mean, it's become highly expensive, and obstetrics is an expensive thing to do. It is like you. Well, I mean, I'm not. I, I wish I was the insurance company. They're getting all the money. Okay, we're gonna take more ads. Where has the time gone? I can't believe this. Okay, uh, we'll take more. Try and take as many of the questions as we have in the little time that we have. It's Philippa. It's called Little White Lie. Two minutes before we hit twelve, we still hang out with Dr. Andre, asking all your sexual health questions. Okay, we're almost out of time. Craig, very quickly. Yes, hi. How are you? Awesome. Yeah, thanks. Yeah, I just wanted to ask, okay, uh, I've got a protein S deficiency. So she's on, the only contraception she can use is a Mirena. But now she's wanting to fall pregnant next year. Um, what are the precautions that we need to take? Okay, cool. How's it, Craig? How are you? Uh, good thing. Um, listen, uh, this needs to be this needs to be brought under your attention of your gani, all right? Whoever's looking after your wife or your girlfriend. Sorry, I couldn't hear if you're married or not. Um, but it needs to be. I mean, she she's prone to clotting, all right? So when the morena gets removed, and of course at that point, any given time she can fall pregnant, she, it needs to be discussed, okay, with your gynecologist who's looking after the pregnancy. Um, she's at risk of having a miscarriage, all of these things. So there's different measures. There's different there's medication that she needs to go on um, and only certain types of safe in pregnancy and that type of thing. So um, I'm not going to consult you over the, over the on air here, but um, there's a few things that has to be addressed before that morena gets removed and um, she needs to know what she's in for. Yeah, okay. So best thing is just chat to the gani. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, listen, the, the the point here is that she's prone to clotting and miscarriages. So I think that's that's the basic mm. answer. So she needs, she will need some medication to thin her blood and all of that. But he, yeah. would, uh, he or she would be able to explain all of this. I don't know how it was picked up. Okay. But majority of patients that are diagnosed with some, some form of... Um, of a condition like this normally had a clot in the past so maybe she had yeah, a clot so she, had, she had a thrombosis and absolutely she had a absolutely absolutely that's normally how they pick it up yeah because then they screen and see what caused it okay and that can definitely happen pregnancy makes you is a is, pregnancy makes you prone to clotting so she definitely needs to be on something I can't use the drug's name on, on, mm. on air mm. here but I, I mean she so needs I'm, to I know be, the one he's talking about to be honest yeah she <laughs> needs to have these injections that she'll have to take Okay. All right, yeah. Craig. Hope right. that answers you. To prevent question. that from happening again during pregnancy and then after pregnancy for a while. Yeah, of course. Okay. okay. Cool. cool. Thank you, Craig. Okay. Very quickly, Sips, because you've got the news. Yes, I've got a quick one. <laughs> I just read something online, a myth that needs to be busted. Uh, do vibrators decrease the sensitivity in your uh, vaginal area, specifically the clitoris? I've never heard of that. I've never heard of that. Either. Apparently, it's a rumor that's going around. Where no, I think w- that's definitely wants... a rumor. It's a rumor. Use <laughs> no. your use your vibrator. There's nothing no. wrong with your vibrator. Absolutely. Okay, mm. sharp. And then my second one was: if mm. I don't have medical aid, how much does it cost for me to go and see a gynecologist? Approximately. Depends where you go. It really depends. In Santon, it will be. Because you're paying for the rent. <laughs> 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 like, like, give me a ballpark figure. Like, how uh, much? 
Average. Uh, let me rather say this. A delivery? A, you mean a consultation yeah. fee? I would say pro- anything between, you can probably expect anything between 800 Rand and 2,000 Rand. Okay. Depending on where you go. Okay. Yeah. And obviously if you have medical aid. Yeah, that makes a difference. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Dr. Andre. You're, You're amazing. welcome, guys. Thanks for having um, me. And of course, we'll give details if people want to go see you. Maybe yeah. people don't know what guy you need to see. Maybe they feel they can trust you after the conversation today. Mm-hmm. So we'll we'll tweet the details uh, as well. Thank you. We okay. hope I'll see you when uh, I have a baby. Okay, cool. <laughs> <Cheers. laughs> Looking forward. Bye. 10 a.m. to 1 p.m. Everybody loves everybody loves everybody loves to booty. Loves to booty. Loves to booty. Damn.